Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Our new message series is called Wrapped, and here's what that means. Here's what we're going to do for the next few weeks. We were talking about this idea. There's a few of us that get together and kind of talk about ideas of what we're going to say here on Sundays and the different series and ideas and messages. And this idea of wrapped, what we want to do for, the, for a few weeks is talk about this idea of things that we experience, things that we deal with, things that happen to us, whether it be emotional, spiritual, mental, relational, all these things, because they're all kind of wrapped up into one, aren't they? And these things that we experience and how we wrap those feelings or emotions or experiences that we maybe don't like or, or we deem to be negative, when we get hurt, what do we wrap that in, right? When we get lonely, when we get angry, what are the things that we wrap those in? And today I want to talk about when we feel shame, what do we wrap that in? Instead of just announcing our shame or telling people that we feel shame, we sometimes wrap that in something else so it shows up as something else. Now, I'll tell you what I mean by giving you an example. And you don't have to raise your hand for this. I like to make you uh, all raise your hand, but I'm not going to make you raise your hand for this one. Have you ever, again, don't raise your hand, have you ever made an announcement whether it be on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or threads, topical, uh, or to your family or to people around or to your friends saying, I am going to lose weight. I am going to eat better. I am going to go on a diet. And you tell yourself that you're saying this out loud so the people around you can hold you accountable, but really what you mean, if you're anything like me, is that you want them to hold you accountable when you want to be held accountable. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see where this is going? So sometimes, you know, depending on the year, I'll say to, I'll say to my wife, hey, I, you know, I'm going to start eating better. Or can you help me? <laughs> That's the infamous, right? That's a great way to start a fight. Can you help remind me when I, uh, that I want to eat better when I'm not eating great? That's basically saying, would you, would you, would you like to fight with me during mealtimes? I'll say, hey, can you help remind me? I want to start eating better. And so I'll, you know, I'll eat great, you know, chicken, whatever. And then every now and then, if you know anything about me, you'll know that I love the Berg, as I lovingly refer to it. That's Whataburger, for those of you that don't know. Now you can call it the Berg to all your friends and family and sounds super cool. And I'll go get me a Whataburger, double meat probably, double cheese most likely. And then, if I'm asked about it, if Amber asks me about it, my wife, if she asks me about it, hey, how's your diet going? How's your food going? I get a little defensive. What do you mean? What makes you think it's not going well? <laughs> what about this interaction? And I can get a little bit defensive, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. I downplay my reactions, and I over-exaggerate everyone else's in my life. And I get, I get defensive, like, well, well hold on, I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean every meal ask me. And maybe you can relate to that, maybe you can't, because the truth is, this shame that we sometimes have is for way more things than food. Right? I've done some things in my life that I am not 
proud of that I would not be excited to share with y'all, that I would not be excited to share with uh, 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 many people. And I carry shame for those things. Not all the time, but I sometimes... Do And I, I know not all of us experience shame the same way. Some of us are quick to let go of shame, or some of us are, it's easier for us to, to let things go. But I think what's true for all of us in this human experience is that there are going to be times, there have been times, there, maybe you're in one right now, and there's going to be times where you are going to experience shame. And so what are the different ways that shame shows up in our life and what are the different ways we choose to mask or hide or wrap the shame that we have in something else? So an easy example that I just said is being defensive, right? Someone who's being super defensive about something could be an indicator that there is some shame there. Another, another way that shame shows up, maybe this is for you, and when shame shows up in your life, you withdraw from the people around you, right? Or, or, or maybe, this is, maybe this other side of that same coin, when you experience shame, you, you push people away. Anybody do that? When you have some shame in your life about something, you push the people away around you, especially, especially the people around you that are trying to love you through the shame. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. If we were operating purely on logic, which we don't, then we would say, okay, I'm feeling shame, and I don't like this feeling, and these people around me love me. God loves me, so let me immediately go to these people around me and to God with this shame so I can get rid of it. That is the opposite of what we do. That's the opposite of what we do. Instead, we hide. We withdraw. And sometimes those things lead to frustration. Sometimes they lead to depression. Sometimes they lead to anxiety. Sometimes they'll lead to pure disconnection. There's sometimes in this, you know, in this church world on Sunday mornings, every now and then somebody will, will, will come visit or I'll text somebody and say, hey, how are you doing? Or I'll call somebody and say, hey, how are things going? And they give me every reason they haven't been, you know, at church in the past, you know, couple of weeks or months or whatever, as if I'm calling to like do attendance or whatever. Can you imagine? Hey, I have you down here for the last couple of weeks off. So maybe that's not shame towards me, but maybe they're carrying a little bit of shame about what maybe they said they wanted to go to church every Sunday or whatever it happens to be. I don't want people to feel shame. I don't want to feel shame, so, but I know this is going to happen. I know we're going to experience it. So what can we do? What can we do when we experience shame? Instead of wrapping it with defensiveness and keeping people at bay, pushing people away, withdrawing away from others, what can we do to take our shame head on and heal from that shame. If we know it's going to happen, it's not a question of if we might feel shame later on in our life. It's a matter of when. And like I said, for all, not all of us experience shame the same way. Uh, 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 I'll share a little bit by myself. I easily experience shame. And I'm like the kind of person, if anybody's like this, where, where, where I, when I feel shame about something, I like create a necklace out of it and then like wear it every day uh, to make sure that everyone knows that I am ashamed for what I said or for what I did or whatever it is. And so the verse I want to look at today is in 1 John and it it doesn't say the word shame exactly. 
But I want to see, see if you can kind of hear what I hear behind the words, right? Kind of read what's going on here. And I don't know your church history, your religious history, your spiritual history, your family history. But for myself, reading this verse, there's a little bit of a trigger warning because the word sin is in this verse a lot. But I want you to not focus on the word sin and just kind of get what's behind it. We actually have a series coming where we're going to talk about sin. And y'all, it is juicy. And it's not going to be about what you think it's going to be about. So let's look at 1 John chapter 1. Verses 8 and 9. Again, I, I, I want to I reiterate, don't focus on the word sin, but listen to what the author is trying to tell us through what he's saying. Okay, so what, let's watch this. Verse 8. If we boast that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and are strangers to the truth. But if we freely admit our sin, when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ and will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, watch this. Let me read that again. And instead of the word sin, and I'm not trying to change the Bible or blasphemy or whatever, just hang with me for a sec. Let me read that again. And I'm going to change the word sin to something else. Watch this. If we boast that we have never made a mistake, we're only fooling ourselves and are strangers to the truth. But if we freely admit our mistakes, when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. Now, maybe that's just me. And you've got to know that just because I'm up here doesn't mean I'm not bringing my own baggage to every Sunday that I'm with y'all. This is just my therapy session. You guys, I just dump my issues on you. And then you carry them for me throughout the week. That's why I appreciate that. That means a lot. So maybe it's just for me then because... That word sin, I just feel like, it, I feel like it carries so much religious weight. So just for a second, just for today, just for this message, let's say that that means a mistake that you have made. And so if we walk around thinking that we have not made mistakes, we're being foolish only to ourselves. But what he, he gives us the action to do right away. So if you're thinking this, That's wrong. That's foolish. Here is the action to take. Freely admit our mistakes. Freely admit our sins. Freely confess our sins. Now, I told you the word shame isn't in here at all, but can you see how shame can show up here, right? Shame is that thing that happens after a mistake. Shame is that thing that grows in the dark, and shame gains its strength from the dark. Shame gets stronger the less we talk about it. Shame gets stronger the more we ignore it. Shame gets stronger the less we address it. So what if we took that shame that we are feeling, that we are experiencing, that is very real, and we put it out in front of us and say, we have to talk about this. We're going to talk about you. Because, I wrote this down so uh, so y'all can see this, shame says, I am a mistake. I've said this about myself. Shame says that I am a mistake. But healing from shame says I made a mistake. Shame says I am the problem. Healing says I caused a problem. So healing from shame is not about just don't worry about it anymore. Just let it go. 
It's about addressing what happened and addressing the consequences of what happened. Because this idea of being forgiven, this idea of being cleansed, this idea of being uh, absolved, that is what brings us to our next step of healing. There's so many times in my relationships where if I feel like I've done something wrong or if I feel like I've offended somebody, I want to be forgiven. I'm not always forgiven, and that's okay. I can't control other people, but when I am forgiven, when I am forgiven for a mistake, for a problem, it's only after that, it's only after addressing it that I feel grateful to have brought it up. Or sometimes it accidentally comes up. Because shame is so powerful. Shame is so powerful that it will, it keeps you from doing what your heart wants to do. Which is be rid of it. Which is to be free. Which is to be whole. To be complete. To be reconnected. That's what shame does. Shame blocks connection. It not only, shame not only blocks connection, it creates disconnection. That's what shame will do. Shame will not only create or, 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 or put a block between connection with somebody, it creates a disconnection that wasn't there at all. In fact, I think I wrote something down about that. Yeah, shame creates a distance between you and all you care about, while acknowledging the mistake creates connection. So if shame creates a disconnection between you and God, right, sometimes we, we do something that we feel shame about and, and, and we don't want to address it, we don't want to talk to God about it, and sometimes that keeps us away from church, it keeps, them away, it keeps us away from church friends, it keeps us away from church music, it keeps us away from the Bible, whatever it happens to be, wherever you are with your faith. Shame can create a disconnection from all of that because we don't want to address it. We don't, know, we, don't want to, we don't want to admit it. We don't want to say out loud what we know we did. And, and we feel like, or maybe I won't put this on you, I feel like if I never admit it to God, as, you know, as if he doesn't know, right? If I never admit, if I never say it out loud, then I can just go on with my life pretending that it never happened. And it's that same disconnection that is created in the people around us, the relationships around us, when we let shame find its way in, allow it to settle, and say, okay, fine, you're here now. Now I create disconnection with the people in my life. Let's go back to my silly example of a diet. Not that diets are silly, but. Whoever I told asked me about my diet, asked me about my food, how are things going and I get defensive because I brought shame. I've given people permission to ask me about my diet and when they do, I get defensive because I'm bringing shame to it. And now through this act of being defensive, I create this disconnection. Now what I've taught this person is don't ever ask me about that again because I'll get mad at you again. So now, not only have I lost this connection, now I've lost this person who I, have, I had first invited to help me along this journey. You see this disconnection it creates? And that's just about the food that we eat. 
What about the friendships that we have? What about the mistakes that we make in our romantic relationships? What about the mistakes that we make parenting? That's when higher levels of shame can really find their way. And if we're not careful, if we're not diligent, if we're not intentional in addressing those elements of shame, then they'll get stuck there and they will create more and more and more disconnection. So what do we do? How can we do it? How can we get out of this? I wrote this down too for y'all. Defensiveness. And there's a bunch of different ways that shame can show up, a bunch of different ways that we can wrap up shame. For this message today, I'm specifically choosing defensiveness, but that's not the only thing we wrap up our shame in. We can wrap up our shame in anxiety, in depression, like I said earlier, in pushing people away and withdrawing. Literally creating space by isolating. These are things that shame can do to us. Defensiveness is a good indicator that shame might be in the way of connection. It's that simple. It's not the reason. Could be. But I think if you felt, felt yourself maybe being a little bit defensive, it could, be, it could be an indicator that there might be some shame that you're wrapping up, that you're wrapping up in defensiveness. That you're wrapping up in anger, anxiety, isolation. So what do we do? What do we do with the shame? I think the toughest thing here, the toughest thing here is what we should do with shame. And I don't like saying should. The best thing to do maybe with shame is to put it right out in front of us. This is what happened. I know it and you know it. But that goes against every one of our instincts. Why? I don't know. I don't know. We want to protect ourselves. Sometimes we, we wrap up shame in something else to maybe protect. We feel like we're protecting others. You ever felt that way with, with something that you feel shame about, that if this comes up, this is really going to hurt this person's feelings, so this person's feelings. So it's better for me to just carry this shame and never bring it up again because if I brought it up, it could really damage them and that could really hurt our relationship. But what we don't know, what we don't see, what we don't realize is that the relationship is being hurt by us carrying shame because it creates a distance and it creates a disconnection. That's what's hard to see when you're in the middle of it. I know that from experience. It's hard to see that that's what shame is doing to you until sometimes it's too late, until the relationship is over, right? Until it's gone, until it's done, until there's no recovering. It's too late to tell the truth. It's too late to admit it. The time for healing was when it happened. At least that's what we feel. That's what we tell ourselves that it's too late. And what I see here in 1 John, I see here 
the, the God that John is referring to, the God that John is, uh, is talking about, if we freely admit our sins when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. Faithful to forgive us every time. That's one of the things that's so powerful to me about God, about the Christian God, about the God we, we speak about. That faithful to forgive us every time. Because maybe it's just me, and tell me if you're like this. There's, there's some people in my life where I feel like, yeah, I can forgive you for that, and I can forgive you for that. And after so many times, I'm like, I don't know how many times you want me to forgive you for the same thing. Anybody feel like that with uh, not your husband or wife, right? You know what I mean? Just How many times are we supposed to forgive? Just keep on forgiving every single time? That doesn't make any sense. But it says here, every time, every time, faithful to forgive, faithful to love, faithful to reconcile, every time. And see, this is what it's going to take because I can, I can tell you this, and I'm telling myself this too, right? I can remind us here today, September 10th, 2023, that God will forgive you every time. That shame, don't let shame, I can tell you this, don't let shame stand in the way of your connection with God. And let me remind you, don't let shame stand in the way of your connection with the people around you. Easy reminder, right? Write it down, remember it, you got it. Okay, I will not let shame stand in the way. But that's not how it's going to work. Shame is powerful. But it's not more powerful than your intention. Shame gets in deep, but it is not deeper than your choice to activate your faith. So however strong the shame is, however big the mistake was, however big the mistake is going to be, I'm sure I haven't made the biggest mistakes I'll ever make in my life. I'm not speaking that over me. I'm sure it's going to happen. What I want is to not live a life where I'm dodging things that might make me feel shame, What I don't want for myself is to live a life and a mistake happens and I just, no matter what, I open the door wide open and say, shame, come on in. I deserve you. I deserve shame. I want to be the kind of person, and maybe this is for you, maybe you can be the kind of person that says, when shame comes, and I know it's it's, going to come at some point, no matter what, Wouldn't you rather be prepared for when shame comes than just hoping you never experience it? Here's how we're going to be prepared, you and I. We're going to be prepared that when shame comes, we're not going to pretend it's not there. We are going to freely admit, freely acknowledge, depending on what it looks like for the situation, but at least, at least, We can be intentional to say, I am going to acknowledge this, to admit this to God. I'm going to talk to God about this. I'm not going to pretend that nothing happened. Because I want to heal from this shame, not carry this shame. 
And you know why you want that? Because you want connection in your life. You want connection in your faith. I mean, there's a part of you that's here right now, that's listening right now, because you want connection. That's why you're here. You want connection with your community, with the people around you. You want connection with God. That's what growing our faith is about. So if we can remember, if we can have these tools ready, when shame comes our way, then we say, okay, shame is here, but I'm not going to let it stay here. Because I have these tools. I have these tools of acknowledging the mistake. I'm not a mistake. I made a mistake, and I'm going to acknowledge that. I have this tool of when I say that, it starts the healing. That's how powerful your words are, y'all. When we say it, when we admit it, when we confess it, when we acknowledge it, that starts the healing, and it immediately creates connection. Immediately. It doesn't plant a seed of connection. It creates connection. That's what God has empowered us with. That's what we're able to do. That's what God wants us to do. He wants to hear it. He wants to hold it. He wants to carry it. And it's not just the first time. It's not just your biggest mistake. It's not just your recent mistake. It says right here, every time. Faithful to forgive every time. Faithful to love every time. That's the faith we can step into. That's the faith we have the power to activate. So when shame comes, you and I, we can be ready, and we're going to be ready. If you could, I want you to close your eyes and bow your head for a moment. I want to challenge you this morning. Maybe you're dealing with something right now where you've got shame in your life, shame in your heart. I want that out. I want that out of your life. I want that out of your heart. You are not a mistake. Even if you make a mistake next week, the week after, next year, you are not a mistake. You're going to make mistakes. And I want you to take these tools with you. So here's my challenge to you. Here's my challenge to you for this week. With your eyes closed, your heads bowed. My challenge for you is this. When shame comes at you, I want you to challenge yourself to be intentional, to acknowledge it, to admit it, to create connection by addressing the shame. If you want to take that challenge with me, then on the count of three, raise your hand. No one's looking at you. On the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand real quick. Okay, go ahead and put it down. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for the opportunity we have today to be a part of a community where we are growing in our faith. God, I thank you that no matter what, when shame comes our way, no matter what it is, no matter what level it is, no matter what happened, that you would be there with us in our hearts, in our spirits, to remind us that we are not a mistake. Even if we make mistakes, we are not a mistake. And that we can trust you to love us, trust you to forgive us, trust you to give us grace. We thank you for putting people around us, God, that can help us grow through this as well. We love you, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. 
If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Music